pow. And we're live. Episode 91. <laughs> and we're joined by Jamila. And yes. uh, she is a veterinary technician. So I think it's pretty obvious that this show is going to be about animals. animals? Right? Yeah. So uh, let us know a little about yourself, actually. What, like, what do you do? Um, so... Yeah, about myself. I don't know. Um, I work at the scientific center. Uh, I'm a zoologist there, so and a veterinary technician. So I basically look after the animals in a veterinary way, but I also um, take care of the animals in terms of cleaning, feeding, uh, and I do welfare assessments and and write policies and stuff like that. Um, So that's what I do. Other than that, I do not have any hobbies that are not related to animals. <laughs> um, I do a bit of gardening, I guess. Um, and yeah. What do you that's, garden? That's, what what um, plants do you have? So I'm a huge fan of cacti. Um, I have desert cacti <laughs> and I have tropical cacti. Are you a fan of it because it's like the only thing we can grow out here? <laughs> that's yes. Yeah. That's yes. <laughs> I did pick them because they're great for outdoors um, and in our weather. Uh, And like, I basically have good environments for these plants and I just picked the plants that worked. (laughs) Okay, fair. You know what? Do with what you got. It works. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, if it works, it works. So let's jump right into it. Uh, Animals, right? So yeah, Mm -hmm. go ahead. You're talking about wellness of animals. I want to ask, can dogs get depressed? Um, that's a good Ooh, question. That's, that's a huge question, like right off the bat. Jeez. I, okay. there, 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 are, um, there are books written on this. Um, yes, they do get depressed. Um, so depression in a, in a sense of a chemical imbalance in the brain, yes, they do have that. Oh, um, wow. so they, clinically, yeah, they do get depressed and they do have... Um, I guess, uh, mental health issues and, and reactivity disorders and stuff like that. Um, okay. Like, for example, a dog that gets really scared actually gets prescribed, you know, Xanax or something um, by what? a veterinary behaviors. Yeah. Yeah. So like there are, uh, uh, there are vets that are specialized in behavior and they can prescribe what, I, what is called like um, mental health medication or psychotropic medication. So they get prescribed antidepressants, um, I guess, uh, like medicine that kind of relax them, re- makes them relax more. So that, yeah, they do, they do get depressed. They get um, OCD as well is very common. Um, yeah, that, they do. <laughs> hey, how, do, how do I know if my dog has um, like behaviors that I need to like take him to a vet? Okay. Um, so when we're looking at animal behavior in terms of is it good or bad is one side is usually the owner's side um, is the owner being um, affected neg- negatively by this behavior. So if it's not really bothering you and it's not bothering the dog, it's not a big problem, right? But if it's bothering you or if it's bothering the dog, even though it's normal for the dog, it can still be um, a problem behavior that we work with. Um, what to look for is simply behaviors that seem distressing. So 
a lot of people don't know how to read uh, dog body language, but dogs are very expressive with their bodies. Uh, you know, like we're always told, oh, a happy dog wags their tail. Yeah, but not always. <laughs> um, so... What could be another yeah. reason for a dog to wag their tail? I'm now, I'm intrigued. Okay, so wagging tails it depends on the level. So, for example, if the tail is up, or if it's mm -hmm. in line with the body or if it's lower, right? Okay. If, if, the, if the tail is kind of tucked in and wagging, the dog is most likely trying to appease or like seem nice to the, to the thing that it's approaching. If okay. the tail is very high, then the dog is highly aroused, which, is, which can be good or bad, like mm. aroused as in he's very excited to bite you or he's very excited to greet you. Um, oh, and then, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then in the middle, in the midline would be, you know, just casual, um, happy, good level of excitement. So yeah, everything differs like with body language. It's, mm -hmm. if you have a dog, but just get to know how your dog speaks with their body, I would say. I heard, I heard, uh, and I had this argument with my friends once, that mm -hmm. if a dog places his tail between his legs. Yeah. It's like the most, like he's very embarrassed or something like that. My friends just said, no, they just do it for no reason. So what does it mean when a dog put his tails, like his tail, like right between his hind legs? Right between the legs. Mm -hmm. um, so when it comes to behavior, it really depends on the context. Um, you, I can't just simply say, oh, it means this and that without seeing the context that the behavior is being uh, described in. But in general, usually when an animal tucks its tail, or for example, just specifically with, um, with dogs, if a dog tucks its tail, that usually means it, it, he's trying to be as submissive. We say submissive, but it's not really um, like more of a dominance issue. It's a submissive behavior to whatever resource they're trying to get. So for example, if the dog is approaching you, and they have their tail tucked in, right? They want your attention and they're trying not to seem threatening to you. So they put okay. their tails in between their legs. They try not to look very threatening um, or big. They will try to, to, you know, usually they'd get on their side and show their bellies as in, you know, I'm not here to do any harm kind of thing. But because in, in dog language, a very high tail usually can be threatening, to make sure that the person or the other dog doesn't get it as a wrong message, they tuck it all the way in. Um, I see. Yeah. All so, right. So basically, yeah. I've won that argument. <laughs> Friends, you know who you are. Uh, what other ways can a dog express itself? So other than like wagging its tail, how do, what is the body language of a dog? Um, usually we focus on, so I, I personally like going uh, from face to, to tail. And you got to notice like the eyebrows, you know how dogs have like little eyebrows that kind of move around, sometimes show, but they don't really have eyebrows. Um, mm. Yeah, so the eyebrows, um, the mouth uh, gets tight a little bit, like sometimes the lips are relaxed and the mouth is relaxed. Sometimes the, the mouth is a bit tight, the lips are pulled back. Um, the eyes, definitely. Um, there's something called whale eye, where if a dog is stressed or is unsure about anything, you can see the white of their eye. Um, and that's not very common with dogs, because usually 
we don't see we don't get to see the white of the eye we just see the eye but if it's showing white then usually that's a stress signal okay um, let me find this real quick whale eye whale eye yeah mm-hmm. whale eye mm-hmm. okay here let me i'm about to share a screen under sorry, stress. sorry by uh listeners this is not your episode <laughs> sue us nice. all right really so cool. here's yep and <laughs> <laughs> and this is this is what you've described as a whale eye, right? Exactly. So right here, yeah. yeah and you know, you get to see this with those cute animal videos a lot. You know, you you get to see dogs looking guilty or mm. whatever, and they're showing those whale eyes, and it's really just oh. a dog that's stressed. <laughs> okay. Oh. Well, since since I have you here, what's <laughs> uh, what's your favorite breed of uh... of dogs? Yeah. Dobermans. <laughs> okay, uh, Doberman dog. There we go. Oh, okay. Wow, the yes. hunter. This is this is like a mafia boss dog. <laughs> You're well, Ali Shimiri is more correct. <laughs> it's a working dog. They're not hunting dogs. They're oh, actually. Yeah. I see. Um, so the guy like who you don't walk dog. this dog. This dog walks you, Ali. Is, is that how it goes? <laughs> like, look at that, bro. Look at him. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, yeah. I thought. He'd hunt, no, but I guess he's used to attack. Mm-hmm. The one next to it that's more natural from Wikipedia. This? To the left. No, the other one. Uh, this. Yeah, to the left. Yeah. So that's how they right. naturally look. Uh, that's how they naturally look with the ears and the tail. Mm-hmm. I see. So their yeah. ears aren't always up. Yeah, the ears need to be cut to be up. So I see. Oh, yeah. that's. Wait, what? So the dog up there that has his ears up, it's cut? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the ears are are cropped, they call them, and um, the tail is docked. So they cut off a part of the tail and they cut off a part of the ear. Um, and they try is... to get them to stand up. Wow. Whoa. I mean, I'm against doing that, but this is my kind of dog. Like, this is what I'd go for as a dog. <laughs> that if looks, I, if I yeah. was able to That's get a one. good-looking Great Dane. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a tall person, right? So I can't do it with yeah. no little puppy. I, I got to get me like a, like, you know big dog, big dog. yeah you know mm-hmm. i mean i'm big a big dog so, so i gotta get fun. a big dog just gotta big say dogs it. are amazing i've i've always had big dogs so yeah I, oh wait I so what dogs do you actually have um right now i have a saluki mix so our so, here, let me, let me represent that. saluki how do you spell Z. that uh s-a-l-u-k-i there we go. So this right here? Yes. Wow. Okay. So here's I mean this is gonna be offensive, especially because it's twenty twenty, but this looks like a female kind of dog, you know, like a girl's dog. I don't know why, it just gives me that vibe. Well, here's the thing, yeah, because they look really elegant and beautiful. Mm. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely why. Um and they look very fragile until you see them try and kill something, then they're not very fragile. Actually, that one, the one that you picked, looks like a, a lot like my dog. I'm trying to try to get her to come over here. Evie. I mean, uh, if she comes, she comes, you know, she doesn't. Yeah, she looks, she looks like that. But yeah, they're, they're awesome. They're Arab- an Arabian breed. Um, unfortunately, we don't really pay much attention to them culturally. But other countries like the, U- um, the UAE, they have an Arabian Saluki like group thing. And they Saluki is an Arabic word, if if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. But Saluk. Not Saluki. It's Selig with a qaf. Oh, so okay. 
So like, okay. Um, yeah. But no um, idea what it means. But I just realized it's an Arabic word. I don't know what it means, you know. I mean, I really don't know where the word comes from because uh, even in dog breeds, like the word itself is weird because there's Saluki and then there's mm-hmm. another breed called Saluri. And then there's another breed called something else. So I don't wow. really know where it is. <laughs> yes. You know what? I want to I wanna start talking about this. So in Arabia, dogs aren't really cared for or viewed as important as much as the Western world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, honestly speaking, mm-hmm. especially in a country like Kuwait, they're like, some people don't like them. Some people adore I'll say, them. Yeah. From my experience, yeah. I live in the Western world. I think maybe they care too much about their dogs. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> is there such thing? But, but maybe that's just you know, the Arab venue. Maybe, you know, yeah. Because like, back in when we had a dog back home, he'd just be like, okay, explore get out of there <laughs> go be in our village you just go roam about and at the end of the day he comes home and we feed him and that's yeah. what it was like to take care of a dog you know we didn't like live I mean, with him and feed him and treat him and if you got a wound that's part of being a dog or i don't know yeah i, I mean that's take. that's how dog keeping was in every culture actually so even in western cultures dog keeping was pretty much that you know you have a dog it goes out comes back you feed it whatever it's not really um is now uh but yeah our culture is weird i find it very very weird that we don't look at dogs the same way that we look at horses and uh let's say falcons oh yeah um Mm -hmm. because you know we we i don't know about separate like different backgrounds but for example for bedouins um salukis are a way of life you know if you have a saluki you can hunt you can eat um, if you have a Saluki, you have a dog around your tent, then he can warn you, um, can ward off strangers, stuff like that. Um, but I guess on more of a, you know, pearl diving, more coastal culture, um, there is not as much need for dogs. And that kind of uh, dilutes, I guess, the importance of dogs in our culture. Uh, but I, I see it honestly. I see dogs culturally as the same as horses, the same as falcons. They're pretty much, you know, even as humans in general, humans wouldn't have been where we are right now without dogs, I would say. True. So, so do you know the story of how dogs became pets? That's, oh, I love this topic. <laughs> I mean, they went from wolves you know, yeah, how to wolf man's best <laughs> friend. So, how uh-huh. did that happen? Let's go exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a lot of domestic animals, like truly domestic animals, are not predators, um, they are prey animals, like cows, horses, stuff like that. But, how does a predator, something that could kill you, become your best friend? You know, um, mm-hmm. and it's really so. There's this theory about that it's about 30,000 years ago um, that dogs started to get domesticated. And there's two ways to see it. Either the dogs domesticated themselves or humans deliberately domesticated dogs. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not as, you know, a lot of people say wolves became dogs, but it's not like that because oh. they, they shared an, a common, wolves and dogs share a common ancestor. What? <laughs> but, <Wow. laughs> but dogs don't come from wolves. I see. Do you know what the common ancestor is? 
Um, so no idea, no okay. idea because there are That's so the many theory. different, mm -hmm. yeah, like mm -hmm. different, different, uh, dog breeds or dog groups have different ancestors. Um, so for example, people in Alaska would have domesticated something that's completely different from people in India, right? Mm. So, Speaking of Alaska, uh, yeah. sorry to cut you off like that, but no. I once owned this as a dog, but it died. Uh, it was a Alaskan Malamute. There we go. Malamute. Nice. Oh my God. Bro, this dog was huge. When <laughs> yeah, I see, yeah, that was pretty big. You'd think I it's mean, tiny. Huge. Like it's proportioned, thing, like it's for a small dog. Like, look at this. Mm -hmm. And I had it in Jordan, but it died, unfortunately. Like, this yeah, I worked with a dog that was uh, exactly like that one. So an Alaskan Malamute, and he was huge. He was 60 kilos. Um, he basically ripped my shoulder. <laughs> I got oh, pulled wow. by this dog, and I weigh, what, 50 kilos, you know? Oh, wow. um, so I got pulled by this dog and then yeah my shoulder still hurts two years later thanks mm -hmm. <laughs> but isn't that thing yeah, live in the snow how do you like take care of it's that it's really it's really cold in jordan i see it's really cold in jordan that's my okay. answer mm -hmm. but he died i think of like i don't know i honestly don't know i just came home and my friend was like your dog died and i was like oh Aww. oh well Oh, well. I had I had a Malamute mix. So you want to see something really cool? Yeah, I do. Type in, type in Shiloh Shepherd S H. Yeah, there we go. So I had one of these. Okay. Up. Wow. Um, and technically, this dog is a mix between a Malamute and a German Shepherd. Mm -hmm. Um, they I were mean, developed in the late 80s, I think, um, in the States. <laughs> in a lab? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, technically, well, I mean, these dog breeds, um, like, are made by people. So you get to mix whatever you want, and you mm -hmm. make up a breed, and then, you know, you set the standards for it and whatnot. So, Is that healthy? Yeah. Like, what dogs can breed with other dogs? What can't? Good question. Mm -hmm. Very good question. Because right now, a lot of people have a lot of pugs and bulldogs and all of these dogs and they are not healthy dogs because of the way they're bred because um there's a lot of inbreeding between oh. uh, purebred dogs mm -hmm. uh, and that comes with genetic issues plus the standards for certain breeds like for example a pug has to come in with a smushed in face or whatnot you know mm -hmm. um so right now there's a there's more the, yeah the, people are leaning more towards crossing out and outbreeding which is mixing dog breeds but in a way that they're still considered um mm -hmm. a purebred and just changing the standards a little bit what is yeah what is the dangers of it being a purebred like um you just genetic issues really it's the same as if you know you marry your cousin which is very popular in this part of the world um you just end up with a lot of diseases, genetic diseases. Mm -hmm. But it's not, it's not uh, with humans, it's not as very, like the percentage of it happening is not the same as with dogs. With dogs, it's really high. With humans, of it's course. very low. I right? yeah. that. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, so. because the breeding in dogs, like inbreeding in dogs can be between father and like daughter. And then that sibling with his grandfather slash father kind of thing. Do, so it's really, really inbred. So how do know? dogs like they don't? They wouldn't naturally do that, or is it just part of? Because that's um, something like a dog wouldn't do. 
I don't know. Naturally, if we're talking about, uh, so when we're talking about natural dogs or, you know, dogs that are not being interfered by humans, usually we're referring to uh, certain dogs called feral dogs or pariah dogs, basically domestic dogs that live around human societies. Um, most like what you see in India, um, in, in Asia, some Arab countries, we have them here. Um, but they're not totally uh, secluded from humans. Um, naturally, they wouldn't do that because but naturally the pups would grow and then disperse or um, they would try to mate differently with other different dogs. There's competition um, that gets to, you know, decide who gets to breed with who. So it's, it's less controlled. It can happen, but it's, it wouldn't be as bad as, mm -hmm. you know, deliberate inbreeding. So deliberate inbreeding, my question is, how do you do it? Like, I don't know what other way to ask. Like, how do you, like, choose this dog and this dog? I want them to mate and, like, make usually, a baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, usually you would look for uh, basically how they look. Um, so what qualities... Yeah, phenotypes. So if you have, you know, you want to breed shortier, shorty, stocky kind of looking bulldogs, then you get short, stocky looking bulldogs and you keep on breeding them together, get the short ones, breed them together, and then get the bulky ones, breed them together, and so on till you get to what you desire. And then that's when we have those little, like, what are they called? I forgot, bullies, mm -hmm. um, those deformed looking things. Um, I see. My my, yeah. my question is more so like how do you like force these animals to to breed basically like, yeah, yeah exactly breed. like how does a dalmatian and a pug like it seems to me like those can't naturally come together yeah like, uh, is it like mm -hmm. so how do you, do you do just it? put them in a room and be like tell me <laughs> yes. what you done some music <laughs> I see I mean yes you mm -hmm. kind of uh, some dogs you just put them together during the breeding season and mm -hmm. um, it just oh happens. there's a season. Yeah, so dogs go okay. through uh, seasonal um, breeding. Wow, and then, okay. What, what and then season? the other breeds, mm -hmm. like for example, like um, Chihuahua, let's say you want to breed a Chihuahua and a Great Dane, you're not going to get them together in a room and hope it works. Um, but you can genetically do that. So <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, like mechanisms for extracting semen and then fertilizing an egg. And then creating this whole dog breed thing. Um, wow. I don't know if oh, anyone okay. has tried it with crossbreeding because usually if you're spending that much money, you're you know making a really nice purebred dog. I see. And can we go back to the seasons? What do you say are like the like there is one mating season? How long every single year for dog okay. owners to know? <laughs> it's it's very tricky because right now it's not with keeping dogs indoors and all of that and it's not as as consistent with the seasons you know but generally animals around this area would, or around our climate or kind of um, environment would breed around uh, spring and fall um, but right now with the changes in how we keep them that's not very consistent but i would say um, i think most dogs it depends on how big the dog as well in size because that decides how quickly they mature um, so if a big dog usually they mature around maybe one year old two years old um, they'll start to have their first heat cycle and then they're ready to mate for the next week um, after that period um, 
they cannot mate until maybe around two months or a month and then it starts again so yeah it's it's really it's more of an individual thing now because they're mm -hmm. not as naturally living as as mm -hmm. before whereas for example with street cats you get seasons you know you have kitten season um around i would say uh march i think i'm not sure because i don't really keep up with the breeding cats. seasons <laughs> <laughs> i see mm -hmm. yeah. yeah cats are you cat or dog lady uh i'm an animal lady <laughs> i mean uh, that's cats. a good answer because i heard a meow like way yeah. back <laughs> um, at some point I had so the kind of animals that I kept are ridiculous I had oh, wow. birds birds of prey living in my bathroom like I would brush my teeth and there's a little like kestrel like a little falcon thing sitting oh, wow. next to me and I'm just like brushing my teeth yeah so you know I've, I've lived with weird things um but I'm I had a animal. friend who once owned a kestrel and treated it like a fully grown falcon. It was the funniest shit we ever saw. We always made They're fun cute. of him for it. They're they cute. They're yeah. Ellie, do me a favor, clip this, because I want him to see that I talked about this. <laughs> he's going to hate me for this. All right, how does he we treat him? fun of him. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll tell you. So every morning, he'd wear his glove, right? And uh, he'd tie a little, like, string attached to the right or left foot i forgot which one I, I don't know details but he'd place him he'd place the little thing on like a brick on his roof he'd take a few like meters of a step back and he as soon as he puts a little piece of meat he'd blow on a whistle and the thing would come <laughs> so he kept doing it until one day he's like okay it's time to remove the string right i think he's ready yeah. As soon as he blew the whistle, the little shit flew away. It was, <laughs> oh, no. Gone. It was the funniest thing. Uh, we made fun of him. And That's to this so day, funny. this is like a three, four-year-old like story. And to this day, we make fun of him. It's it happens. Why what does that happen? Disappointment. Uh, That's so strange. Uh, let's get into that. But I just want to say yeah. this. Uh -huh. He took a video of when it happened. The disappointment oh, of really? his face was Aww. priceless. Aww. It was priceless. <laughs> so how it was so funny. But why do these kind of things happen? Right? You train them, you train them, you train them. And as soon as you give them like an inch, they go fly for miles. Um, usually it's a, a training problem. So just give me a second. I'm trying to find my phone that's buzzing and so I can shut it off. Um, okay, you're good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's a training issue. A lot of people think that training is simply, you know, uh, you do something right and then I'll give you a treat and repeat that a hundred billion times and the animals got it, right? Um, but it's not the same. Um, and usually when, when it happens, like when you, for example, what I would assume that happened when, uh, what I assume happened when your friend took off the, the leash thingy is the bird is not used to flying to the owner without the leash. He's always done it with the leash. Oh. So you need to train without the leash as well in a secure area. So we, I do train uh, some birds. I don't do it anymore, but I do train uh, some birds at the scientific center for flight. Um, and you have to start off training in a familiar area and then you gradually increase it you know if you're training with a leash then you have to also train them without a leash if you want them to do it without a leash 
You got to do room, I imagine. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, and okay. you have backups, you know, you train the bird to not come to you, for example, but come to another thing that the bird really likes. Um, so mm -hmm. you have like a backup plan in case the bird does not respond to this particular um, cue or command, but responds okay. to another one. Yeah. Fair. Wow. So, so, so birds, right? Have you had any experiences with parrots? Um, I've had a great African parrot a long, long time ago. Um, right. I love them. They're my favorite because they're just so smart. Um, they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but most of my experience with them is as some, like a, a, as a patient kind of thing, not as a pet, like not as a pet that I owned. I see. Mm -hmm. All yeah. right. Because I was going to ask you, how do you unteach them words? Because one of my friends does have one and it keeps using a certain word. Like, thank God he hasn't used it in front of our, like, any parents or anything like this. <laughs> but for future purposes, how do you untrain them to <laughs> not use a certain word? Um, with, especially with these birds, it's very, very difficult. <laughs> so good Bro, luck. I'm sorry. Um, but, but you basically try to, you know, associate the word with something else and replace it. So oh. whenever the well, bird this one's kind of bad. Like this, this can't. It might like quite. It's really. Um. Yeah. Whenever the bird says that word, you know, say another word or try to, you know, get his attention off of it and try to replace it with something else. I there's usually with with words. There's usually a hint that makes them say it. You know, mm -hmm. if you can find out what that hint that gets them to say these words, then if you can completely try to avoid that we'll then see what we can do <laughs> we'll, we'll see what we can do worst case scenario is we no, i'm joking no, I, i'm very no. i'm very against animal Jamil. animal cruelty i make i make jokes but that's because i can sometimes be an asshole but usually i'm very against animal cruelty mm -hmm. like i, I do mean... not condone it you know as someone who's like right now part of my job like actual mm. job I get paid to do this is assess the welfare of animals and, okay. and make sure that, you know, they're, they're safe and, and not being treated poorly and stuff like that. But growing up, I did a lot of horrible shit. Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Like what? You're good, you're good. Like what? No, I, I did, you know, the, I did a lot of stupid stuff. Um, like with training, I did use a lot of force with training dogs, like electric collars um, that okay. yanking, the chains and everything. Um, I actually dumped dogs out on the street, which is something that I tell people not to do now, but I used to do before, mm -hmm. before I knew better. Um, I actually killed a bird when I was younger, two birds. I killed two birds, two parrots, because I overfed them. And they just like exploded on the inside. I mean, look, oh. look, in all fairness, that's love. my way. Like, that's my preferred method of dying. <laughs> like, I hope to one day die over like eating a lot. Explode. But <laughs> yeah, like from how much food I've eaten. Bro, I love food, but you know. <laughs> yes. but, yeah, you wow. can die from eating too much. <laughs> yeah. But but that's exactly what I meant in the earlier stages of the episode when I said our country does not really care too much for animal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm rights mm -hmm. right like yes. we like it's like a okay it's fine we'll just get another one right yeah so, what else do you, you think there's a future for animal rights in 
Yeah, that's, oh, I must have lagged. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wouldn't say animal rights. I would say animal welfare because these are completely different things. Um, uh, but I'm, I, I don't call myself an animal rights activist. Um, I'm more of an animal welfare okay. activist. Um, and I think animal welfare, because in 2015, uh, the Gulf uh, countries released this law that is uh, an animal welfare law, and we should all be actually practicing it, um, but it's just not applied. It is, I think it was, yeah, 2015. Um, you can probably look it up, uh, and I'll it gives you right everything. Now. Yeah, so it, it lists down everything that you are allowed and not allowed to do with animals. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, it's not, it hasn't been in effect, I guess, in Kuwait. In other countries it has, but not everywhere, not here in Kuwait. We've been trying me, to get let it. Let me look yeah. for this. So it's in the, you said it's in the GCC, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's. Okay, uh, here. Tell me if this is. Okay, here. Is this it by any chance? Mm, no. So you want to uh, look up yeah. the if you can do that. Uh, I mean, not... I don't have Arabic keyboards. It's not that I can't type. Sorry. It's just, uh, <laughs> let me do this here. Arabickeyboard.org. As you can see, use this a lot. So, nice. yeah. Uh, here. here we go. Is that right? Is that right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bear with me, folks. I'm trying to type this with a mouse. <laughs> it's all good. Okay. What does that mean? Yeah. It'll, 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 uh, it'll come out. 2015. Uh, yeah. What does that mean for English Companion people? or something like that. Um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the animal welfare legislation of 2015. I see. There we go. So this is a thing. It's been approved by the, um, what's it called? I don't know. National Assembly. Assembly. Let's go, boys. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Translator. That's what I'll be doing. Okay. So here, let's let's look at this. Where Where is it? it? Uh, What? I think we just got jukesed. Now you got to go back. I don't know what happened. Mm Mm-hmm. I just turned it to English. That's literally what I did. There we go. All right. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try. Well, see, I don't want to try and read that. And then my, like, it's. <laughs> he don't want to embarrass himself. All right, the I mean, National yeah, Assembly, <laughs> in its supplementary session it. today, mm-hmm. approved the draft law on animal welfare for the countries of, <clears throat> my bad, the Corporation Council for the Arab States of the Gulf and two proposals for a law regarding animal welfare and its rights and criminalizing the acquisition, sale, or purchase of predatory animals in its first and second deliberation unanimously. And okay, so basically it's a big no-no. So this law came in 2015 because of the whole issue of people keeping cheetahs and stuff. And Tamara took on the illegal wildlife trade um, in her, yeah. So this, this was the whole thing that pushed for this law uh, but it's 2020 now and we have not seen anything being implemented. Um, the EPA does try, so they do, um, they do confiscate animals and there are, um, I guess, uh, 
people that monitor these kinds of things, but when it comes to pets, um, they haven't really done anything. It's more towards illegal wildlife trade. However, the law does, or the legislation does suggest, or not suggest, does uh, mention pets as well. So it's not mm -hmm. specific about wildlife. Um, okay. We've been trying to, to get them to implement this, at least for dogs, instead of poisoning, because we do have an issue with poisoning dogs. What is that? What is the issue with poisoning dogs? So uh, we have a lot of feral dogs and feral dogs or stray dogs because stray dogs are owned. Feral dogs are not. Um, feral dogs, technically the government is responsible for them. They are wow. a pest or a danger and that should be taken care of. Um, so instead of catching them, catching them and putting them down humanely, um, what the government has decided to do is basically poison them and put poison out to kill them, um, which isn't uh, effective at all. If anything, you know, it's counterproductive because you're killing off everything else that could eat that poison. Um, so we've been trying to get this law in effect or this legislation from 2015 in, in effect so we can stop the poisoning um but yeah it hasn't do you know if any other so they just leave poison traps out in these areas and whatever animal eats it all right mm -hmm. yeah have you ha have you dealt with any of these animals that have been poisoned um like not personally mm -hmm. not personally but i have seen it um uh like i've seen the dead dogs afterwards um and usually we get i've seen a few cases of rats poison but not in Kuwait but mm -hmm. I've seen poisoning in animals and it's it's a horrible thing you know some dogs take two days I think she lagged. lost her yeah mm -hmm. yeah we really lost her she, she'll be back mm -hmm. for a second but wow right, you wouldn't want to do that to anyone you know uh sorry but you kind of lag there there was an internet connectivity issue on your end so you said they kind of and then you cut so you kind of um i don't know what i was saying but um <laughs> you don't, you you don't know about? uh poisoning it's not nice yeah. don't do it yeah. don't do it Pretty okay much. what's a way to what is the the good way i guess have you ever had to euthanize an animal or um what is the procedures mm -hmm. um And there she goes again. And there, good Kuwaiti okay. signal. Mm -hmm. I told you, bro. You always complain about my internet, and you think it's me, but I'm telling you, this country's internet really is on. trash. Sorry, Aww. you cut again. Yeah, I'm so I'm sorry. sorry. I'm no, supposed to get five G today, but oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, hey, it, it is what it is. It right? is what it is. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's try taking it slower. Just so that sure. we know where you go. Okay, so euthanization. Have you ever had to do it? Yes. Um, there are different ways to euthanize. And it really depends on a lot of things. The condition of the animal, um, the reason why you're euthanizing, what are you going to do after the euthanasia as well. Um, so there, there are different ways to euthanize. And um, how humane it is depends on... A lot of things so there isn't one way um, but for example we don't you know chop their heads off or something um, but yeah there are different ways to euthanize usually chemical so you sedate them and then you push in the um, euthanasia solution so they don't feel anything 
um but that's the common way that we do for pets okay and yeah amazing Jamila? Since we're talking about animal deaths, uh, uh, or did we reach our timestamp? No, no, we're good. We're good still. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, okay. Are we going to talk uh, about Harambe? No, no, no. Oh, I mean, if you want to, <laughs> but I was mainly going to go on the topic of hunting. Yeah. So, hunting, good, bad? Uh, there's no black and white in these mm. things. <laughs> there's always a gray area. Yeah. What are you uh, hunting, Ali? Exactly. <laughs> what are you, yeah, I mean, exactly. What are you hunting? <laughs> mainly birds, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, during like, no, season? <laughs> yeah. Hey, the cat passed yeah, yeah, yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> you got to see an animal. You got to see yes. an animal. Um, Anyways. So yeah, yeah during like winter <laughs> seasons, right? So when they're like all in flocks. Yeah, so it, it's not about just the timing, but also what kind of animals you're, you're hunting down. So, for example, a lot of these birds that get shot down are migrating to the other side of the world to have their babies or to eat or whatever. Um, okay. And a lot of them are endangered. So there are certain species that you are allowed to hunt, to hunt basically. Yes, yeah, I love <laughs> Man, like we're what? Starting to get the flow, I guess. <laughs> like what? What can you hunt? Yeah. I think how much. Mm-hmm. So, so how what much can you can hunt? Um, I think in Kuwait you can hunt furry as much as okay. far as I know. It's just yeah, the quails. Which um, is basically what we have been like hunting because they're a lot. Their numbers are like. Yeah, yeah. A lot. But so a lot of people, good. you know, would kill eagles and stuff like that. And the Ooh. amount of eagles that I've dealt with is just insane. Um, because they usually just get shot down and they don't die. And they end up with, you know, a broken wing or something. And then someone keeps Oof. them at home mm-hmm. for two, three years. And they're basically like dying slowly. And then they just dump them somewhere. And the some someone else would report you know this eagle's just sitting there for some reason uh, you go pick it up and it literally has a broken wing probably hasn't had a proper diet in like years uh hasn't flown in years and it's just a whole mess and you try to put that animal back together <laughs> wow Oof. yeah j- j- like some people don't care about animals. Some people don't care about themselves. Like you're talking about wellness. <laughs> Some people just know, don't right? care about their own selves and their own homes. How do you expect them to take care of their animals? Exactly. You know, it's just like if you, if you don't have the compassion for animals, how can you have compassion for anything else? And if you don't have compassion for yourself and everything else, then how can you have compassion for animals? It's Oof. really just a, it's a, it's a loop kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So before we end off this episode, since you're an animal person, I wanted Mm -hmm. to get your opinion on this. I wanna. Is that a little monkey that you wanna get? This is not fair, you guys. Like I've I've been trying to make this. Dude, because I really want one. That's the issue. Just get one. But it's illegal, and now it's like you know you can get in trouble for this. But look, look, come on, look at this. Just get one. (laughs) <laughs> should i yes <laughs> i promise i'll take care of get it two. tamara said you have to get two you have to get them in pairs oh yeah she said i had to get them in pairs yeah get them why not but they're tiny so why not yeah mm. like, they're cute so, they're really cute but i know 
It's not the right thing to do. <laughs> I know, but I want one so bad. Right. You know what you can do? You can always find, like, when you're traveling, you can go to wherever these guys are. Uh, I guess, you know, somewhere in Asia. Um, I don't really know much about Indonesia trip. <laughs> yeah. And then just go to a rescue center for these guys because there are rescue centers because of people rescue wanting them. to own them. Mm -hmm. You got to just rescue one, Ali. You got to find one naturally. <laughs> I'll rescue one from the illegal traffickers. I'll we'll put that. them in terrible conditions. Mm -hmm. I am willing to turn my room into like a sanctuary for these guys. Well, yeah. So, like, I think I don't think maybe it's bad to host them if you take care of them, right? Like, what's so good? Like, how do you take care of animals, Jamila? I know we've talked about all this, but how do you take care of animals? Um, in a very simple, easy way. There's something called the five freedoms. So free, five freedoms for animals, freedom from hunger and thirst, freedom from discomfort, freedom from pain, injury, and disease, freedom to express normal behavior, freedom from fear and distress. I'm here. Hey, you guys still there? Yep, you guys are here. <laughs> Amazing. Cool. Right. So right. those are the five freedoms as long we as got we got them. them. We're good mm -hmm. to go. So We're good I to go. Buy marmoset. Mm -hmm. Mom, no, I won't. Don't get mad at me and call me for saying this you know just you know okay. anyways I'm, I'm i'm gonna switch my internet just to make it better it's fine it's fine we're we're ending the episode now so uh right. thank you so much for watching thank you jamila as far as subscribe mm -hmm. like pleasure. special mm -hmm. thanks to jamila for coming mm -hmm. on and mm -hmm. talking about this mm -hmm. these topics it's this actually topic. an interesting episode yeah not mm -hmm. bad you know mm -hmm. what not bad so is there anything you'd like to shout out anything you'd like to let the world know Hello. Uh, yes. What okay, do you like? Yes. Uh, what, what would you like the word to know? Is there anything you want to say okay. about taking care of I, animals? Mm -hmm. Um, I guess when it comes to, I can put this thing on now. I guess since I changed the thing, all the thingies. There we go. There we um, go. Better. Mm -hmm. uh, what I can say, I guess, is if you're not up for what they're gonna cost in terms of effort, money, and time. Don't <laughs> just don't get a pet. Just don't get a pet. Uh, there you okay. go. Well, Jamila, since your Wi-Fi is back, but I think so. What is it better for a pet to be in, like, like a pet home, like a where do they keep him, like an animal shelter, or like with what a family? So there's right a dog. Is it better for a dog to be in an animal shelter in Kuwait or among um, like a family that doesn't treat him like top par? Uh, shelters are not that great because um, wherever you are in the world and no matter how good your shelter is, you'll always have um, dogs developing issues because they are in the shelter. And the longer a an animal spends time in the shelter, they're more likely they are to develop behavior issues. So it's definitely better for them to, to be at home with a person because we domesticated them and we bred them and we should take care of them. Pretty much well said. Now, is there anything you'd like to shout out before we end the episode? Anything you want to shout out to Tamara? Obviously, we brought shout out yeah, to Tamara. Thank you, Tamara, for bringing us this. Mm -hmm. We're the dream team, Tamara and I. So yeah, definitely, we were Tamara. Told, yep. <laughs> shout out to Tamara. Uh, you want to shout out your Instagram, maybe, or your? Um. Yeah, it's uh, Vet Fate. So V E T uh, F A T E. We'll leave a link of that in the description below. I'm Ali. Thank you. He's Ali. Make sure to like, subscribe, subscribe 
Uh, well, share. <laughs> Peace. Are we doing an outro? Peace. Yep.